Hello and welcome back to Den Den Murphy. We are back for the big episode. It's all been building up to this moment right here. We're finally talking about the One Piece live action show. How are you doing, Suki? I am wonderful. Oh yeah, the live action came out. I thought you said big episode. I thought you were talking about the craziness of the anime. I forgot. Yeah, the live action. That was a thing, right? Like <laughs> that, 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 that did pretty okay, right? Yeah, yeah I think people would hate it. Well, that's expected. Yeah, <laughs> these the live action adaptations are just really hard. Yeah, it's 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 just crazy. I didn't think they'd started off with Luffy in high school. I was like, did we not learn a lesson from Dragon Ball Evolution? You know, it was an interesting take. The whole crush on Nami thing, kind of weird, but you know, yeah. it, is, it is what it and is. Don Krieg of all people being the rival. Now that's new. I mean, Krieg was always a bit of a bully, so like he fit. True. Though I didn't think that the Arlong Park would be just the theme park for their first date. See, that's that's a nice touch that it's a theme park. That carousel, it was it was a beautiful moment. Okay, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's hurting. <laughs> but to be fair, we're just we're putting together what would be the CW's one piece. <laughs> I've actually read fan fictions where they're in high school, so. <laughs> oh. I have. I've read so, and they're always the same. It's like Luffy is some like karate champion, so he's like really good at karate. Oh, and then uh, Nami's always the love interest, and then like Arlong is always like the bully or something. And then it always caps off at Arlong Park with like Luffy and his crew going and beating up the bullies, and like it's it's very fun. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's there's a lot. I I do love the commercial where they're like in high school. That was that was a really fun little extra that they did there. Well, they get those all the time because, like, again, One Piece is so huge in Japan. I I had a friend mm. go to Japan one time and she came back with like all this One Piece stuff and gave it to me. I was like, "What's this for?" She was like, "Cause it was everywhere." So like, I went <laughs> all the way like to a distant place and it's I see Luffy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, touche, true, very true. But, you know, now that it finally happened, the one of the big starters for us doing the podcast, um, how how was it for you finally seeing the show? I mean, finally I, I need, I need to get this out of the way for all the uh, all, all right. the people that told me that my expectations were too high or I'm just setting myself up for disappointment. I fucking called it! <laughs> it did it's, amazing. Yeah. It's it's doing so we don't know to be honest, it's it's Sunday after the release, so there's no official data out there, but it's supposedly according to third parties already uh number one in eighty four markets, which is one higher than the record holders, which is Stranger Things season four and Wednesday, both of the biggest shows the release on that. What I say, what I say, Luffy's just collecting another throne on his way to King of the Pirates. He's like, you know, we're gonna stop here, we're gonna do King of the Anime, that's fine, we'll, we'll grab that title. Uh, let's work on King <laughs> of the, uh, the, or no, King of the Mongos first. He's like, let's grab that title, that's pretty much cinched in. And he's like, alright, we're gonna go after Anime next with Wano, let's grab that, and along with, ah, live action, we'll grab that too, alright. Do you want to add uh, the Billboard's Top 100? Because uh, Sonia Belozova, the composer, just posted. This is live news here. The OST is charting at number three right now. 
Nice. I mean, it's 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 it was so good. It was just so good. I wish good. we had more like Nami's actual like songs with lyrics. Uh, like Nami's yeah. theme, I would have uh, appreciated a few more of those. But uh, yeah, Nami's theme alone is just really good. The um the main theme fits so well with all of the action moments, the way they utilize it. I like that the that they really use a light motif. Uh, that is also the sound, the first sound we hear when we see the logo, which is such a nice little touch. <sighs> the um, changing it's, logos. It's Oh yeah, the changing. I didn't. I thought I saw it online, and someone spoiled me on that. And I was like, "Wait, this is I." And I didn't. I wasn't even on episode two yet. And then suddenly, I was like, "Oh wait, they're changing it for every episode. That is amazing. That's like those little touches that just give it a bit more personality." And like, it's and it's the same logos for each of the strides. It's their exact logos too. Ish, except, except, the, except the the the, the Usopp the one actually has his nose. The Sanji one actually yeah. has the curly brow. I love yeah, the Nami the one winking. <laughs> I I will be honest, the Nami one's a little creepy. <laughs> the the tongue it looks a little weird. <laughs> but yeah, the the OST uh, is just they oh, just everything about the live action. And again, I, I've stated this multiple times. Like it never didn't feel one piece the entire time I was watching it. Yeah, it's it's really a testament to Matt Owens, Stephen Maeda, the cast, the crew, everyone. It's one of those one in a million that this came together the way it did. It feels like like that special. No one would believe you that this worked if well, you went into the past and try to go. Hey, if you're worried about live action adaptations, the One Piece one is the one that's going to do it. What's no crazy? Is that, like, if you look at the big three, which is probably the most likely to get ad adapted and Bleach did, and Bleach is actually pretty decent, to be fair. Yeah. But if you look at the big I'm three, good. and you, you, you just look at those three, and you're like, which one of those would be the easiest to adapt and get right? Like, One Piece would be the last one you'd pick, given everything you go through in One Piece. Like, Even Bleach, you're like, we have to design this one town, and then we have to do Soul Society, and that's it. Yeah. Naruto's like we have to Naruto. do this one village and then the woods. <laughs> it's pretty much eighty percent woods. And then it's like no, no, we're gonna do One Piece with all these shifting locations and ships and just and it, it's so good. It's I I have I put out a review where I said that I think it's a really good show. And the only thing it really suffers is typical season one trying to find its, you know, trying to. Oh find yeah, there, there's definitely the some season one hiccups for sure. But that just means if this is where we're starting, imagine where the show can go. Which is ironically just such a perfect example of how the East Blue is. It's the, it's Oda finding his ground, trying to find the balance. The same for this team. And they now have the experience to go full on Alabasta to bring that together. So I don't know. Mirrors each other. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but it is definitely something I will stand by. This was the East Blue done better. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's what Oda would have done if he could rewrite the East Blue. Is how I always described it. Yeah, because, like, just the way everything fell into place felt more natural. Um, yeah. 
hats off to Luffy. Like, Inaki did amazing. Yeah. He he really pulled... He's the selling point of the show, and I think they knew that. And it's such a daunting task they gave him to be grounded, but over the top, be like Luffy. He's, he's definitely fire. grounded. Like, there is definitely, like, clear differences between Inaki Luffy and, like, anime or manga Luffy. But yeah. much of the core of the character is still there, and it works beautifully. Yeah, it's 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 a fitting adaptation of this character. It, I remember when the first teaser dropped, where people just the line "I'm feeling tension" in the crew was like, "Oh, that's not Luffy. That he wouldn't say that." It's like, it's Luffy if he would be in a position to say that. If he was that in the show? Because I don't remember it. It was in the show. Yeah, it's it's in the first episode before Helmetbo shows up. Okay, that's when. Okay, yes. and it's it's just strange because he is Luffy. He's just a bit more articulate. He's just a bit more. He understands his surroundings, which we know from him. But he's he's just it's it's just him slightly toned down, but it's still Luffy. You still get the moment where he randomly shouts things, where he's just overly enthusiastic. He still eats as crazy which i i didn't think that detail would make it in and i, I love that, that that's a family thing them. yeah which i kind of love it's just such a nice little touch i love one of my favorite moments is with zeph and uh, he's like what about a steak to garp and garp's like uh, well i'm we have time <laughs> <laughs> I, I like him raw it's just because he kept hunting and everything it's just such a nice touch so I like I like that that's just a family thing. It's not just a Luffy thing with the meat. Apparently that's the thing with the family. Yeah, and I just realized we forgot to say spoiler warning. I'll put it in the name. <laughs> Who the hell is watching this and is like, I hope they don't spoil it? You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> also, to be fair, like this will probably be like a week after. So they'll have plenty of time to have seen it by then. <laughs> I try. <laughs> we did try. We tried, people. We, we tried. We were only a day <laughs> off, to be fair, with the last one. That that was a good record. But, no, I, I... Like I said, Luffy was definitely the standout for me. I enjoyed all of the crew, mm -hmm. but, like, Luffy just... The changes they made... Um... Like, we, we had no structure to this conversation, so I'm just going to say, like, the, the thing I love the most is yeah. in the manga and anime, we kind of just see Luffy curb stomp the East Blue. Yeah. Like, he, he just... really has it easy. He just goes on through. Like, he doesn't actually start to realize what being captain means until much, much later. So I love that they kind of brought that down a bit. And, like, he's actually, yeah. like, the whole purpose, like, the whole purpose of Garp uh, wanting to test him and everything is, like, at the beginning, Luffy is still playing pirate. Like, he's still just going out there and having a good time. It hasn't hit that his actions have consequences. His decisions as captain affect others now. And we get to see 
this kind of affect Luffy. He bounces back, as rubber should, but it's it was nice to see that vulnerability for once. Yeah. And it's it's something that I think we should have expected for live action because the thing is about Western storytelling is that a lot of shows have to have some kind of journey for characters. Yeah. And Luffy, yeah, in the original, he's very much a don't get in my way, I'll beat you down. He doesn't really have a story arc in the East Blue originally. No, it's and... more he's the storm that's affecting others, which they still do in the live action because you still yeah. see subtle changes between the other members as well because of Luffy. Yeah, and and it's he still has his original role. He just has a bit more nuance, and I I kind of love that they use they change the way the wound on uh, Zoro affects the crew because in the original he just kind of like okay you guys chase after Nami and let him heal. Here they use it as pretty much a push for him to accept his role as captain. They used it as a way to connect the the straw hats, which was such a clever kind of usage of the wound outside of his, oh, he's hurt. Yeah, it it was more than just, he gets wounded, okay, he's good, he can keep going. Yeah. And I think that's just so impressive. In general, I think what the show did well is it took the core message of the original and built the East Blue around that storyline. Because it was always about inspi- inspiration and, you know, following your dreams. That was, like, the whole selling point of this storyline. Of that, That's pretty much what One Piece is about. And they kind of made that the core storyline, and that's why they also connected Kobe. They made real good use of Zeph here to make that even more pronounced. And it's just... A lot is coming together, and it's a lot of heavy lifting to make this a very, very grounded show in a very fantastical world. And they also, um, you you could definitely tell the hindsight, because they did focus a bit more on the warrior of liberation aspect of Luffy. Yeah, And I'm not talking just in the physical sense where, like, oh yeah, we gotta free these people before we move on. Yeah, he did that. I'm talking about more, if you look at all the straw hats, they were all kind of shackled. Yeah. And it was, in some senses, it was emotionally, and Nami became the literal shackle. And it 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 kind of also used that to foreshadow her own storyline as well. Yeah. And I just, I love whenever anyone talked about their dreams, or when Luffy was pushing people for their dreams, that smile shone through. Yeah. I, again, Inagi did such a good job. I, I was so impressed. He's... The funny thing is he, he also managed to make the serious moment serious, which I think was a big challenge as well for him, or for any actor to take on this role, because Luffy is a very goofy character, but he gets... Until you push that button. Intensely serious. Yeah. <laughs> and he... Like, Inaki, he, he has that stare down, and, and sometimes I thought he, he looks kind of, he's he's trying a little hard, but it, it still works, because he's he's a goofy guy who's pissed. So he's, he's going to take everything that's happening seriously, and he's going to make sure it doesn't happen again, especially with his friends, which also echoes, generally, the, the storyline that we had with his flashback with Banks. 
Yeah, with Shanks, uh, that's how Roger was. So like it, it he did a very good job of conveying that. Um, yeah, definitely a standout straw hat for me. I personally, I think Luffy's definitely the standout. Not uh, Nami actress Emily Rudd really gave it her all. She she was limited because of the role she had to play early on, but that's that's normal given that she has to hide her alliances. I but love that track. I love that we got to see a bit more of the struggle that Nami goes through while yeah. on the voyage with them. Cause you get to see her like start to enjoy herself and then you see it trigger and she pulls herself back. And and they used, which I think they did really well, is they used her relationship with Zoro as an anchoring point. Because they, we get a lot of dialogue between them, a lot of exchanges, and and the way it's not just her betraying them and leaving, and then we just see her cry. She literally decides to stay. Harlong's on his way. He still decides to stay. Until Luffy gets people. his ass kicked. Well, yeah, <laughs> which I was I was not happy about. That that's probably one of the big changes I didn't like is Arlong showing himself at Baratier. You didn't like it. I didn't like it just because it it really takes away. As everyone knows, like Arlong Park is my favorite arc. Um, even everything we're going through Wano, every, all the arcs we've had, Arlong Park is still cemented as my absolute favorite arc, and. The first punch that Luffy gets in on Arlong feels so good because you just, you need it to happen. And yeah. I feel I was robbed of that with this. I feel like I, I saw, like like Luffy said, okay, round two, Arlong. Like, I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. Had they just sent, like, the, just Arlong sent his fishman henchmen to go gather Nami... That could have worked. Arlong could have still been like this menace that we hadn't quite seen yet. That way we still get that wonderful yeah. moment of Luffy barging in. Which one of you is Arlong? I am. And then just gex him. And then they go at it. Yeah. That would have been so good. He technically does it. He just does it now at Baratier because he knows he's being looked for. Um, I'm, I'm okay with the change of Baratier because... What I think it does well in contrast is it sets up Arlong without needing to be... Because the thing is, is that we meet Arlong and the emotional confrontation that Nami is going through before it actually happens. Because in the original, is I don't even think Luffy's in... He even hears the backstory with Nojiko. I think he No, only he doesn't. He goes, he I'm going for a walk. He goes, I, I don't care about her backstory. And takes off. Yeah. And I, I thought it was okay. I, I kind of did wish he just walked off, and that's why he was sitting on, on the roof. But I still feel like it's what they're trying to do, and I think it's just a very Western element, is having motivations be a bit more conveyed, more straight up. Because even now you see people going online, well, I didn't really believe that Zoro started believing in... in uh, Luffy because that just came out of nowhere and I feel like that sadly would have been the reaction if we didn't have that moment I, I do help people in the West. I do like that we did get a little bit more of seeing like moments where like Zoro is like staring thoughtfully at Luffy yeah. where like you actually get to see Zoro fall for Luffy 
Yeah, and and I believed I I fully believe that change because especially just the line he shares with Zoro. I feel like means so much. And that's that's why I think it works so well. Like personally. one of my favorites is um when they're in Kaya's mansion and they're in the wardrobe and Luffy makes the comment about how, you know, it must be so lonely to have all this and like the look that Zoro gives to Luffy, and then he looks around at the place, like in thought. It's just like the little moments like that just yeah. add so much. It's, it's. I think what a big challenge is is for us as One Piece readers is to look at the story without the baggage of the original. It very much is. Um, and. You see with some reviewers, I think Grand Line Review said for him, it's like he, he feels like it's more middle of the road. And most of his points are based on stuff we know. Because like, yeah, I, if, if I took it as a One Piece fan, I am really sad that Hachi's not in. I, I was really sad about that because of how big of a role he plays in the overall mythos later on. I mean, I was, I, was, I was biting my tongue the entire hour long um like i i knew changes were coming but like there were like i said like that punch the um nami's tattoo like there are moments that mean so much that we didn't get yeah so like I, like sorry it, it you definitely as a fan like i mean i've i've reread one piece like seven eight times i've rewatched yeah. the anime like twice so like yeah there's definitely baggage as a fan that i had to like kind of push aside and be like, alright, this is a fresh take. Like, <laughs> I still enjoyed it, but, like, it it kind of nagged at me a little bit. Like, these key moments, at least key to me, weren't there. Yeah. But it's it's kind of a, I always call, I always say it's it's a nostalgic feeling, and that's something with One Piece with a lot of small moments, that we remember them so vividly. Like, I was missing the Zoro moment of seeing Arlong holding him up and seeing the wound on his chest and be like, shit, he's doing all this. I need to kill him fast. And I was like, I, it's such a shame we didn't get it. Most of his wounds were just him holding his chest. And then, but they used it as a way to kind of build up the rivalry between him and Sanji, which there's so much they do to balance out the changes for me personally that allows me to go, okay, they're not changing the core of it. They're just changing how these characters interact because we have less time of them interacting. We just don't see as many elements. Zoro and so Sanji fell into like just into stride perfectly. That was so natural. Like because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, so we only have like it was Baratia and then we're going straight to, to Arlon. Like they're not gonna have much to like build this up. But they like fell right into it. And it felt yeah. so natural. It did not feel forced, like, okay, well, we have to bicker because that's the characters. Like, it just, it flowed so beautifully. And I love that he now calls Sanji, like, why'd you bring the waiter? <laughs> I like the waiter joke. I love that we shortly get a moss head. There's so many great moments. Because like, we can't boil water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was such a good line. There's, it's really funny. Like, it's a really smart, clever show with a lot of great humor. We laughed, at, we laughed out loud a lot. My girlfriend, who has no idea about One Piece, or the One Piece humor, let's call it, she had an absolute blast with it. 
we were in my Discord, and uh, I had a smile on my face the entire time through. It was just, it it was so good. And like I said, it never once felt, I never once watched it and felt, okay, this isn't One Piece. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think for the things they took away, they've added important elements as well. I feel like Arlong is a bit more fleshed out here. Arlong was more fleshed out. Um, I, I do have a major issue, though. Chow Chow was robbed. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. I was fully yeah, prepared to cry that. again, and then you, you don't you give me nothing. <laughs> at least he appeared, though, unlike the lion. <laughs> the li- I, I do like that the lion gets a shout out, though. <laughs> He's just like, I was supposed to have a dancing lion. <laughs> Where's the lion? <laughs> <laughs> You kind of see where they did cuts, and I think the the irony is, like, for example, uh, Grand Line Review said that his problem with the live action is you can feel that the gum-gum abilities are restricted because of budget. And I feel like that's something you'd only say if you know the anime or manga. I mean, because I thought it we takes away got quite a bit. Huh? I thought we got quite a bit of the gum-gum. We did. I, I didn't expect the gum gum balloon. I thought they're going to avoid that effect as hell. <laughs> I mean, I thought that Garp wasn't going to chuck a cannonball. I was worried. He's like, fire him over the side. I'm like, why isn't he throwing the cannonballs? He's just be throwing. I need Garp in my Garp. And then he starts chucking cannonball. I'm like, oh, I'm happy now. And then he I have to say my favorite Garp moment is when he <laughs> chucks it, it backfires, and he just starts laughing after being pissed. I thought, like, the pissed off, and then, oh, 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 you said, so, oh, mmm. All right, that was that was good. Yeah. All right. I'm very good. All right. Oh, <laughs> I can't. great actor. I was a little thrown off that he was Scottish. I, I was thrown off that, and like I said, I wish he would like fallen asleep with Kobe at least like once or something. Yeah. Like, like just a little more quirkiness to my Garp is all I ask. I feel like the, if any character was muted, it was Garp to kind of throw you off more. And I could see maybe a future season where we just kind of find out that he was just, he was just pretty much trying to be as straight-laced as he could. But he, he's just, you know, in front of, like, Sengoku, he's just full-on Garp with sleeping and everything. That's why I, I just, I need a season where he's just laughing at Sengoku. That damn boy again, Garp! Ha 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 ha! family. I saw a lot of people complain, not a lot of people, I've seen some generalize that they said the pacing was disturbed by the whole uh, Marine storyline. I 110% disagree. I, I don't agree either. I think it worked extremely well, and it fleshed out Kobe a lot. It fleshed out and Kobe, as well. and it also shows us that it's not all cut and dry. Yeah, because like the first time we're introduced to the Marines, uh, it's corrupt. So you're like, okay, well, Luffy's the good guy pirate, and then you have the corrupt Marines, and then you have the evil pirates, and it's like that's not the case. And we need to see that, yeah. and we saw that with Garp, and we get that speech from Garp about it's all about following your own justice and your own freedom, and it fits into the thing. What they did well with Garp, and I, I know some said that the final battle was unnecessary or why did they do that i feel like the ending fight was exactly there to highlight that very fact 
Garb is looking after his grandson. He wanted to make sure he's ready for this journey. Best case, he would join the Marines, scare him a little, and he'll join. But he knew he can't change him, and that's the whole point of it. He's The storyline of chasing your dreams doesn't work if there's no opposition. And they used Garb as the opposition for Luffy, who's so headstrong. And I feel like that's something many miss, and it becomes a challenge for Kobe as well. And it, I, I really loved his addition. It, it worked well. I liked the boat. They really, they really went all out with that ship. And it's just, I love he still has the dog mask, even if it looks a little goofy. I dare you to tell him that. <laughs> I dare anyone to be like, ha <laughs> like that dog mask. Is, like, I dare you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a lot of Bogart, too. And he even Bogart got more screen time in this than he's gotten in the anime or the manga. <laughs> you get more action out of the freaking Shanks pirates out of this than the entire manga. It's not true. We had uh, Film Red. Film Red got all the Shanks. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> there's something I noticed, and there's been a lot of pushback uh, on the casting of uh, Ben Beckman. That was like the one casting where everyone's going, yeah. They're making fun of looks, know. though. And I don't care about the looks. I just really don't. Because yeah. if that was the case, Garp, Garp was badly casted. Because look how tiny he is. <laughs> well, that's the big complaint about Arlong is that he's not big enough. <laughs> like, it's it's all about capturing the character. And I thought he did a great job yeah. as Ben. I never doubted who was second in command on Shanks' crew. Like, he had that command. Yeah. And funny enough, I feel like they, like, if you look, there's a lot of, like, Bonk Chank is there, too, or Bonk Champ, I'm not sure about his name. But they're all a bit heavier set. They're all just a bit more, like, pirates that are having fun, that are out drinking and eating. And I feel like that's just, that's just the crew that he has. His crew was, they're very powerful, but this was never the super serious, we're going to defeat everyone crew. They were just, we're having fun, we're pirates, we want to do the best and have them have the most freedom pretty much why luffy has his dream it, i mean there was there was the very big change of uh like it's all about being a good man yeah which i mean that that probably had to just trigger all of those fan theorists uh where they're like oh yeah shanks is the ultimate evil at the end like that that's once again oda going no he's not <laughs> no, no no it's it's there to throw us off because shanks is evil mm. we learned that in the manga yep why else would he use and protect all those other pirates that are very weak on the grand line right because he's evil i still can't believe that theory still thing it's, uh, you would think it would have died by now but no it's still going strong no, now, now, now that now the thing is oh well now that uh now that all the emperors are out of the way let's go find the one piece <laughs> And I'm like, do I need to remind you that Shanks stopped Kaido from going to the war? Did not look like yeah. he even sweat. And no. then decided to go and stop the war. <laughs> and they were still scared. He was like, ah, oh, he's tired. No, no, no. I'm like, here to stop the war. Don't they didn't look like they, were, they even had a workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I... I think what the live action does extremely well for me is it felt like a new version of the story that made good use of foresight. Yes. 
like the whole oh like we don't have low count in this which is fine i i think the story ends exactly where it needs to end that fits the theme it's chasing disagree hard disagree i needed reverse mountain (laughs) like nami set it up like three different times where she's looking at that map in three different episodes she's like this makes no sense But the thing is, you know, as much as I always believe the perfect ending is them going down Reverse Mountain and freaking out because they see Laboom, at the same time, I feel like not going there yet has people excited to return. It's a selling point. We still don't know what the Grand Line is about. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, this is true. Everyone's like, oh my god, this is this is kind of crazy. I'm like, this is the East Blue. This is actually the this tamest. Is... It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it just I saw one reviewer who said he has no idea about One Piece, but what really interested him was literal when they said this is only a quarter of the world and it's not even the craziest part or the most dangerous part of this world. That's the and weakest. he was like that sold me <laughs> on wanting to explore this world. Hmm? It's the it's the weakest of the seas. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, I, I I do. Like I said, this is again that is that baggage we talked about, where it was like I yeah. was convinced we were gonna see Reverse Mountain. They set it up like three different times, where Nami's sitting there trying to make sense of it, and she's like, "This this this makes no sense. This can't operate this way. This this does not compute. This is not how this works." <laughs> and then Luffy's just like, "You'll figure it out. You're the navigator." <laughs> And leaves it at that. (laughs) And just the look that she gives, like, "Mm -hmm." Uh, what? (laughs) So, like, I was, I was, I was very hurt that we didn't get it, but at the same time, I do agree. Like, it did set it off. Like, it did stop at a good point. We got to see the send off ceremony. The the moment we saw Buggy and Baratier, I was like, okay, we're not going to get Logetown. I feel like the moment they did that, I was like, okay, they don't really need to pull him back into the story because there's no necessity for it anymore. I disagree. We need more Buggy. Always more Buggy. Buggy. <laughs> Jeff Ward is a heartthrob now. And even the official Twitter account is very aware of that. They're head to love her heels over Buggy. Oh, uh, I was not expecting that. I really wasn't. I was I was like, okay, we're gonna get a little more buggy than we're used to, that's fine. And then like I was not expecting to love him as much as I did. Um I definitely look Jeff forward to Logetown. Yeah. I definitely look forward to Impel Down. Like we need to get there. I need to see him and Luffy just have like episodes to themselves of just back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I need I, I it. More, I want more more wrong names. Oh, it's Bonky. <laughs> Binky, Burpy is hilarious. He's Buggy was definitely they knew they had something when they started bringing him back and they used him well as a connective tool as well to be like how did you find us? And then, oh, I have my eyes and ears everywhere, and there's the, the little ear coming out of the hat. I have an issue with this! The way that Luffy inspects his hat in, like, every single episode, how did he miss an ear? <laughs> he just, he thought it was a lump. 
Like, he's he's looking at that hat so many times, picking out debris of it. Like, he takes such good care of that hat. Much better than the anime, Luffy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I can fully believe, like, live-action Luffy has, like, just a spot in his room where he just, like, cleans his hat. And that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd he miss the ear? <laughs> a little shrine just for his hat. Like I can he takes very good care of that hat. The amount of times we got where he's like picking the tiniest of debris out of that hat. <laughs> Which also gives us the wonderful conversation between him and Zoro. <laughs> I love it. Like, <laughs> like so, what happened back there? You wanna talk about it? Nope. Alright, good talk. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> they the big selling point we always talked about was the cast, and they definitely are the high point. I need uh, more. I, I love. I the need cast. season two, and I need it now. I want to see what they do with the freaking chopper. I want to see if they can do that. I want to see Nico Robin. I want to see Vivi. <sighs> so much I want to see. I need. I need Vivi. I need uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Kareha because I will accept no one else. I don't care if Oda's like yeah. no to Kareha. I think the fans trump Oda on this one casting. <laughs> I think he's on board. I can't imagine <laughs> him saying no. She's perfect for the role. <laughs> I still love that she said, "I'd love to be Nico Robin, but I might be just a little too old for the role." <laughs> I mean, that's what kind of kicked it off, though. It's just like her yeah, offhand comment. Perfect. Because all the One Piece fans are like, she knows One Piece! She knows that... What? <laughs> I think the reason is she's friends with the voice actress for Chopper. That's where that comes from. And then that, and that her, kicked off the whole, okay, well, she's our Kareha. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the... I can't imagine... So given how big the show is, the big challenge, I wrote, a, I wrote an article saying The Road to Season 2 where I said that we don't know exactly what will make this a success right now for Netflix. Because Netflix, it's a lot of invest, a high investment they have for the show. So they're expecting big viewership. They put in a lot of marketing, which is, I, I believe, is showing uh, an effect. They have merchandise, which gives it an additional in, uh, revenue stream. They have the merch. So, they released it on a holiday weekend. Yeah. I don't know if that was planned or not, but that, either way, that was just genius. Um, Honestly, I think what hurts it the most is they released it all. The drop on. Mm. Like, I, you could have One Piece trending every week. Because people can't stop yeah. discussing the latest episode. Um, like that cliffhanger. Well, cliffhanger for anyone new. Grandpa? Yeah, Imagine that, the that conversations that would have sparked. And the amount of people trying to spoil it on Twitter. Oh, God. that would. Yeah, you're right. No, that would have been terrible. <laughs> it's, it's a drawback of Netflix's overall model is to drop everything at once. And it's, it's always been an issue for them. And they luckily, a lot of people are saying that they kind of watch shows over multiple weeks nowadays to kind of get that feeling to avoid it on social media. But so it becomes a challenge of how rewatchable is the show for people. That kind for of non fans. Because for fans, exactly. I mean, I'm on my like fifth watch there. So 
<laughs> I, I have only watched it once, so I still <gasps> have to get on my rewatch. Terrible. Shame <laughs> on you. I still haven't watched it in uh, the Japanese dub. So It's not available here for some reason. Depressingly so. Though we have the original German dub from the anime, so that that's a little nice. <laughs> but yeah, I just... Taking away that discussion of, like, the the weekly discussion that, like, you had with Game of Thrones, where, like, that was the water cooler talk. No one at work, yeah. when, I, when I worked at Walmart, no one at work could shut up about Game of Thrones. Like, every time I came, they were talking, oh my god, the latest episode, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> talk about One Piece. <laughs> Which is funny, because if, if it was One Piece, I would be the person who's like, oh my god, have you seen One Piece? And so, like, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I tried Game of Thrones. I couldn't get into it. It just struck me as poor man's Lord of the Rings. Um, Technically. <laughs> So, <laughs> poor, la- poor man's Lord of the Rings with more violence. Yeah, and if I wanted that, I'd just go read Lord of the Rings or watch Lord of the Rings because it's just better done. <laughs> <laughs> I think the weekly release, I mean, there's been a lot of discussions about it. There was a big drama surrounding The Boys when that became a weekly release. And Netflix is kind of testing out the waters with part one, part two, which supposedly, according to statistics, is even stronger for viewership because it kind of keeps it going a bit longer, but they don't do it for first seasons. See, that's, which is, that would have worked so well too, because like what it's, is it at the end of episode four that we get the grandpa? Yeah, that, that's exactly like that, that would have been perfect. Yeah. But they don't really lean into it. So it's, it's, I don't know what their metric is on what show is a binge drop and which one isn't. Because Wednesday was a binge drop as well. So was it? I thought they broke probably... it up because I remember waiting for the new episodes. No, no. Wednesday was a binge drop. That was all episodes at once. The Witcher was part one, part two, and this year, and uh, uh, what's, the, what's the story with the. I mean, I can't remember the minute. You was also a, a duo drop. Well, all I know is they better announce the season two. I need it. So, the challenge is, besides the whole viewership thing, is will they announce a season two during the strikes? Yeah, the, the, the strikes is probably hurting it too. And so, Which is a shame. So we now know that for sure uh, it had the huge budget like bigger yeah. than Game of Thrones, that was confirmed, I believe. By a Netflix German site, yeah. Yeah. So the question is, would season two, you think they go bigger? I mean, they kind of have to, given <laughs> everything we see. But <laughs> depending on the success, I'd say yeah. Unless they can if, find an actual they... mountain that goes in reverse for them to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chopper alone has a budget of his own. <laughs> Like and the the question becomes like, how big do they go, and when at what point are they like, okay, we're spending too much? It's, uh, it's tough because I I always talked about the challenge of the show is that it technically gets more expensive as it goes on. <laughs> that that's always been the challenge. I mean, Sky Islands is going to be a budget drainer depending on how practical they can make it work. 
<laughs> are alone. you ready to make Endgame look like a small little scuffle? <laughs> oh man, oh man, I I want to know if Whitebeard's gonna be huge. Oh, I can I can already see that backlash. Whitebeard's too small. His beard's not pointy enough. Why is it like that? But, I mean, my, like, my if, you, if you look at season two, we got, like, I mean, it's pretty certain, at least, that it would probably be Arabas that would be the big thing for season two. Yeah. Unless they're going to drop it at drum, which just, I, I don't think so. No, I think, I think definitely season two, if, if they were smart about it, I mean, we, uh... The question is if Logetown is going to be a setup in it or not. I I, I definitely think Logetown is going to be a thing. You have that's to have kind of what they're hinting at. Yeah, they're setting it up. So you have Logetown as like the beginning of the first episode with Reverse Mountain, and ending the first episode on Laboom is already going to get people's attention. And then the second episode is technically going to be Whiskey Peak. That entire storyline going into Little Garden. And you're already on three episodes, so you have like two episodes of uh, Drum Island, and then the rest would be Alabasta. Well, do you think they keep it at eight episodes, or do you think they extend it a little bit? If it's successful, I think Netflix will say, hey, go for it. How many episodes you need? We don't want more than ten. That's what I can see. But given the budget, they'll be a bit more selective. I think ten or twelve would be perfect. I think if we're getting to like twenty episodes, I think that's too much. I think... At that point, I, we'd I be stretching need things. That many episodes for season two. To be honest, I think you could really condense most of Jaya and Sky Islands in like five or six episodes. Not just on season two, because Jaya and Sky Islands would be season three. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm saying like season three could be a shorter season, but season two or season four could be bigger. Because you definitely, I think you need to split up Eni's Lobby and the. Uh, um, Water Seven. I mean, either going to split that up into two, or you have a bigger budget for that. Overall. If you really want to trigger some people, you think Enos Lobby the cliffhanger uh, season finale, <laughs> that, or the make Water Seven the season finale. The trades go. We got to save Robin, and then next season. <laughs> I would not be against it if it's if it's filmed back to back. Yeah, I would have to have a for sure next season. You can't leave me at uh, hoping that we get a next season on that one. I need I need a confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I I posted where what's the hopes for the season announcement, and I'm kind of personally hoping for just some kind of animation where you just see like sand reveal One Piece season two and hear that iconic laugh. Like, definitely need Logue sound because I have to see. Luffy smiling at his own death. Yeah. Like, that is such a key moment. I don't think you could take that out. They technically did it with the laugh and the Not the same, though. Because, like, this time he has to spurn on a new generation himself in Barto. We need Barto. True. Uh, Barto. Because without without that moment, we don't get Barto. True. I'm I'm generally curious because the thing is is that what you do in a lot of Western shows, which we saw here, is they they introduce characters that have bigger roles down the line. 
and I would not be surprised like if Buggy and Alvita show up in Logue Town in the beginning of the season that they would maybe have a small role after all in the that's where rest they, of the show. That's where they spring their trap. Yeah, but the question is, would they show up throughout the Alabaster arc? Because that's kind of what they normally do with these kinds of stories in, in, if you do a season like this. I mean, maybe. Like, Buggy could just be constantly trying to chase Luffy. He he gets his own B plot. He's too popular. He's the B plot he's, now. He's just following, chasing after Luffy. He's gonna get that revenge, and then he just kind of just falls into more and more power as he goes along. Mm-hmm. He just keeps all people keep following him, and he's tired of it. Who are you people? Leave me alone. I was actually like, it was cool to get the uh, the little hints that we did. I was very shocked that at the end we did not get like a glimpse of Ace like looking at Luffy's wanted poster. Yeah, I was surprised that Ace wasn't involved at all. Especially I, I since he does he appear be... in season two if there's gonna be one, if they're gonna do Arabasta. So the thing is like I'm more surprised that Smoker is like the big reveal of the post credit. Because he doesn't have that big of a role outside of Logetown and shortly showing up in Alabasta. How dare you, Smoker? Smoker is a big deal. He wins every fight. <laughs> Luffy's yet to beat him. <laughs> it's. I think what they're. I wouldn't be surprised if Smoker has a pretty much takes the role that Garp had this season, and kind of showcases more an actual relentless chaser. Uh, and following them into the Grand Line. So I, that's kind of my theory, what they're going to do with him, because they're setting him up as a bigger threat. I would have assumed that we would have a post-credit connected to Baroque Works, because we do have Mr. Seven in this. We have which, Mr. Seven, way, we have Garp chasing Baroque Works. Yeah. I kind of love the fact that they used... So Baroque Works being introduced in, see, in the first episode and not being used again besides a background story is a genius way to set up a second season and have people interested, potentially re-watching to see, did I miss something about this? What, what happened to oh, yes, this Yes, you did. Welcome to One Piece. We do it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just lucky it's not a setup for 20 years later. Yeah. The amount of times I've had to like go back and reread an uh, arc way back then, and I'm like, oh, you, Oda, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the Vegapunk reference and be like, oh, they're just going to make the wait for Vegapunk be longer in the live action. <laughs> I, I did find it, uh, it was interesting to see the Warlords being actually utilized for their job. Mm -hmm. Which I kind of like that. Don't, we only see that in Marineford, don't we? That's like the only time it actually is done. Like they're the, called in. Yeah, the they're, they're, they're dogs. That's what the warlords are. The warlords might like be like, you know, yeah, we're independent. No, you're, you're their dogs. You you go when they yeah. say. Oh, I love the Jinbei reference, by the way. The Jinbei reference, I love the fact that, uh, you know, that's how we got Mihawk. Um, it's yep. a good thing that was Mihawk, because if Garp had to call, like, Dofi or anyone else, it would be a very short season. 
<laughs> he would never call <laughs> I like I love the fact that he says don't underestimate the boy I'm like did you just tell the strongest uh, sword fighter in the world not to underestimate the boy with rubber arms <laughs> I love the fact that Garb's like I need to test my grandson here take a warlord <laughs> you know what someone complained and said he would never say that no it's just so perfectly him it's that's how powerful he believes luffy is because he trained him himself yeah that's just garb <laughs> i do look we got hockey quick i was not expecting mm-hmm. hockey in uh season one except for obviously with shanks and the uh and it, it really was in a subtle way that didn't feel like a full-on uh you know oh, what is this, uh, black hands or anything? It's just, it's hockey visually. It was those who know. Know. Which is such a great little touch. I do like what they did with the eye for Conqueror's hockey. It was a little visually interesting, but they didn't do too much to give it away. You just just knew that Shanks did something. Yeah. It was was more than just a go away. Yeah, I did. Didn't he say get lost? Yeah, or something. It, it it was a little bit different. I was like, what? Get lost? Okay. <laughs> See, that wouldn't work on Zoro. Zoro's always lost. <laughs> I love that they get did that. You, uh, did you see the video I sent from our tour with the Easter eggs? I have not watched it yet. No, I was too busy rewatching the live action. He <laughs> mentions that when when they reference. Uh, Zoro getting a ticket. He gets a ticket to an island that is famous for being deserted as a way to highlight that he has no idea where he's going. Gets a ticket. Oh, a uh, from the beginning? Yeah, the Sistrix Islands, which is the island where Ace in the uh, the prequel manga ends up stranded. Which is a deep cut, but at the same time, such a clever little cut for people that know. They'd be like, wait a minute. Though we don't really get it until later on when it, where Luffy's like, oh, did you come to find me? And he's just like, no, it's actually going it's to the house. Going to the house, <laughs> but right this there. works. <laughs> <laughs> or when they're in the house, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to the kitchen. And Luffy turns him around, he's like, is this way? <laughs> They do it well without just pointing it out too much, but he still has that terrible habit, and I love that he's still completely ignorant to having that terrible habit. No, he won't admit it. No, he's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's just, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I was going to end up. How did you like Syrup Village? Because I think from all the arcs, that was the most changed. Oh, that was besides definitely the most changed. Um, The only issue I had with Syrup Village was honestly that... um some key moments for Usopp were kind of taken yeah. out. But at the same time, it's something I noticed upon um, several rewatches is that they've definitely played up the coward aspect of Usopp. Like, that's a big thing. Um, yeah, but in, not in a bad way. No, no. It, Just... It's it's something that'll pay off later. And so I yeah. felt like, yeah, okay, he was definitely, like, he stood up-ish to uh Kuro, but like not fully like punching in the face kind of thing. And like Yeah. I think it worked better. 
because it, now it, that that it, I want to be a brave warrior of the sea means a little bit more because he has a a, a, a bit further to go now because he is absolutely yeah. terrified in every aspect like loading Who's the cannon he can't the do yeah, he has no clue. <laughs> he's very much like out of his comfort zone they've fully pulled him out of it like he's like okay i'm playing pirate along with these oh this is this is not playing this is yeah i i'm like and you get they focused more on that in uh arlong where you get to see him uh you know preparing himself and he's like shaking trying to keep himself together like yeah it's just a small little touch so while it was sad to see those moments with Usopp taken out of Sarah Village, or as people like to say, um, like he was sidelined in his own arc, I think for the long-term storytelling that they're trying to do with him, I think it works a little better. Yeah, and, and I think people need to forget that, yes, it is technically still his arc, but it's it's not. This isn't a singular story told anymore. This is Usopp's storyline being adapted and uh, in advance in different ways. And also, we still get. Surab Village was like the worst arc in the East Blue. Let's be honest. Like, I, I, that was the one point in the manga and the anime where it was like dragging for me. And mm. it's longer than it needs to be. And what I find funny is some people complain. Well, Kuro kind of. Why does he just leave Mary's body lying around? It's like. Kuro of a Thousand Plans is a terrible planner. <laughs> that was kind of the running gag with him. But he's an idiot <laughs> minions as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just he's he kind of relies on people, and he he his whole arc is I I killed a lot of comrades because I can't trust anyone. But his plans are also extremely dependent on other people every time. So yeah. he's just he's just a, he's, he's an not idiot. as smart as he thinks yeah. he is. Yeah. There, there were several changes in the Sarah Village arc um, that I really, really liked that I felt definitely improved it. One, the backdrop of the mansion definitely made you feel like yeah. it was a different kind of tone, and I liked that because that's very One Piece, where like each island is like its own different tone. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that Zoro can actually fight without full three swords because like that was the whole thing in syrup village arc is that apparently if you take away Zoro's swords he can no longer fight with just one but he still wants to be the world's greatest swordsman um so yeah, i okay. like that they fixed that <laughs> i like that no matter his number of swords he can still fight because that really irked me in syrup village i'm like you, you want to be world's greatest swordsman but if you lose a sword then you're screwed suddenly I can't fight with one sword? Like, what? <laughs> it is the weirdest story. Like, Syrup Village is definitely rough around the edges. Especially the whole Luffy getting hypnotized so that he's not in the battle always was a little bit weird. But I like that they kind of paid tribute to it by him just eating the poison of just being knocked out. Yeah. But also kind of hinting at his general poison resistance that does play a big part in later seasons i like you you have do... that i love that um i love the inclusion of kobe and his indecisiveness the moments when kobe shows up where where Usopp saying someone believe me and he says i'll believe you 
I feel like was the strongest Usopp moment in the entire storyline for him, besides defeating uh, Chu. Yeah, like it was, it was just so good. Um, a lot it, it, better. You know, a lot yeah. better than the. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, uh just so much, so much more improved. Kuro himself was a lot better done i think i think it was definitely felt yeah. more punchable to me the actor was great he really oh, got that he did out. amazing um i know he was like hyping it up like the entire time as like we were counting yeah. down the release just, like just wait black cat pirates like he was all into it he was very excited and for good reason because he did an amazing job uh and interesting enough he gets away we see him actually I mean, he, go get, away. he gets away in the... Doesn't he? I don't remember him uh, getting away. I just remember him being knocked out. And that's the last I thought we saw a cover story, anime. and he's like, he's away, and he's like on a ship now again. No, that was... Because he was like reacting to, to Luffy's uh, bounty. Yeah, that's anime only. I could have sworn that was a cover page. I just gave you another reason to read it again. <laughs> Great. Yeah. All right. I'll go through it again. Thanks. Appreciate that. I was just thinking to myself, you know what? I haven't had a reason to reread One Piece for an eighth time yet. Hey, I am ready to do it myself because of the show. <laughs> I actually got as a gift to my girlfriend because we watched it together. Is I wrapped up the first volume just for her, and she ended up reading it today. Nice. And I just could hear her laughing and enjoying it. And she's like. You told me about this app that I can read the chapters at least once. What's that app? I'm like, oh, it's happening. Well, like, uh, happening. Shonen Jump is giving the first uh, 100 chapters for free right now. Um, Netflix so is, like, the entire East Blue Saga is available for free, I believe. In the States, I think, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, I like any good drug dealer, they're giving you the first taste free. <laughs> <laughs> Because they know you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the, the smart thing about this show. And I think we've, we, you know, you always talked about this, that this is a gateway for new viewers. And it's it's doing it so well. Oh, my like, God. The amount of reactions well. and people I am seeing that, like, I'm now starting uh, One Piece because this, this got me interested. I don't even like anime. Yeah. I don't read manga. But this got me very intrigued. I'm like... Yes! It's my favorite was one person saying he didn't realize the effect One Piece had as a live action show when his own grandfather asked him if he watched the fun pirate show and that he's addicted to it. So it's like it's it's just doing its job extremely well. It's, and you gotta respect that I think Matt Owens and Stephen Maida are just like so happy that it worked out. I can't, I said I called it long before. I said One Piece is about to be bigger than ever because of this, which is so insane because it's already it's big. already big. Like that's the thing. I've had many many yelled at me for that comment too. Like oh, One Piece is already big, and I'm like, uh, just, 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 calm down. I'm not insulting One Piece. All right, I would never. First off, <laughs> but <laughs> like, let's admit, let's admit here. One Piece is not in the conversation of, like, everyday pop culture like Dragon Ball is, like Sailor yeah. Moon, like these other things. Not in the West, at least, even though it's extremely influential. 
like it definitely got bigger uh during covid like when everyone was locked yeah. in because like the amount of times that i saw people on their youtube channels like i started one piece finally because i have nothing else to do a lot of like book talkers got into it and it became like this thing that all the book talkers are joining in and then the, you have the actual you know, book reviewers like who don't even do manga like this was their mm -hmm. first manga this was their gateway manga and now all of a sudden they're doing manga on their channel like yeah murphy i think just did her first dragon ball read i was so happy she enjoyed it i was like yes you did oh dragon ball's so good <laughs> Dragon Balls. I, I got uh, addicted to Kakarot now, so I've been playing that. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Uh, like, more people need to read Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is so good. <laughs> I worry, though, that someone out there is going to show up and try to make Dragon Ball a live action now. It's like... I, already, I mean, I already called that, too. I said that, you know, this is going to kick off a yeah. bunch of live actions because they're gonna be like they did it why can't we i think a naruto film from lionsgate was confirmed again to be in some which is kind hilarious because no. we had literally just talked about that on that episode <laughs> and then like that day i saw that headline i was like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> everything we say comes true Live action One Piece will run for twenty seasons or ten seasons, but like, no matter, it'll get many seasons. <laughs> it's going to kick off a bunch, and as long as they do exactly as One Piece did, they'll succeed. Yeah. You have to have the that... creator involved, not just oh yeah, they signed off. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people out, you know, are discussing well because many are saying, well, it broke the live action curse. And there's people saying, well, Ramon and Kenshin already have right, this and this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this to bed right here and right now. I love Kenshin. Ramon and Kenshin was such a well-done adaptation. But let's be honest, as far as anime goes, it's pretty tame to adapt. There's not much that's crazy anime-ish to adapt there. It's basically a samurai flick. It's it's not the thing is it's just simply that a lot of the adaptations that worked aren't the ones you're gonna go, oh, this is gonna be hard to do. Those are the adaptations go, you know what? With a little elbow grease, definitely. Ironically, Cowboy Bebop would have been among them. It should have been. It really should have been. It should have been. I, I if they get, had another chance with the same cast, I think they would have done it right this time. And, I, and it's not even bad, it's just, it's not the Cowboy Bebop feeling you get. One Piece, you get the exact same feeling when watching the anime, even with the changes, even with everything that is different. It felt One Piece. You still feel like that adventure. It didn't just feel like One Piece, though, it felt like something else to me, too, and I couldn't, I couldn't shake the feeling as I was watching it. Firefly. As Firefly? It felt very Firefly to me. The way that the episodes were done and, like, the setups, like, it felt very mm -hmm. Firefly. And I was, like, as a One Piece and Firefly fan, I was very happy. Which, actually, now that you say because I have to confess, I haven't seen all of Firefly myself. Oh I'm my god! One more no, you, it's go, my, I go, now. <laughs> we're done recording, so go. <laughs> it makes sense considering 
Matt Owens worked on Ages of Shield, and Jeb, uh, the brother of the of the showrunner for Firefly, whose name I can't remember, from uh, Jed Whedon. Josh Whedon was the fi- was the producer, and Jeb Whedon I think is his brother, and they both worked on that show. And I think Matt Owens probably learned a lot from that director as well, uh, from that showrunner that probably translates to why the show has that feeling. Yeah, it, it definitely, like, the just the way they were going about it, the way we were introduced each to each episode, like, I was like, this feels mm. very Firefly, and I love it, because now I have Firefly and One Piece together, and I am happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it also has a bit of the, um, it just, it still has that little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean feeling simply because of default it's a it's a pirate story with some goofy characters i'm gonna go ign here and be like it was my pirate show was too piratey i was not very happy um too piratey too much water uh what else Uh, (laughs) kept too much faithful to the adaptate to the uh source material not a fan of that that ign rue is fascinating yeah oh they got <laughs> cooked oh my god yeah <laughs> people got a little personal i think some people overdid it because it is at the end of the day an opinion like i i completely disagree with the opinion that uh grand line review has but it's just something where i think everyone has different baggage going in i saw people who was- usually attack one piece were attacking ign over this review <laughs> I've seen people say they wanted to hate this show and they loved it. So overall, the sentiment is extremely positive. I think IMDb was almost a nine when it first came out. I didn't. What saddens me is because Netflix doesn't do physical releases, and I want this. They physically. They might. They have done a few, so they could for potentially still do one because if i it's don't get a season two on. i at least want to own season one to rewatch over and yeah. over and over and over and Make sell sure it with the little mini knows. mary figure i'd be you know <laughs> oh that'd be great <laughs> considering all the merchandise it'd be weird if they don't offer blu-rays or dvds because of just how much they're trying to sell on it I mean, did, did, but Disney Plus is starting it, so maybe this is a new era for revenue stream. They'll start. You would think it would have been off like this, huh? Hey, people want this. We should probably give it to them. But then they won't subscribe. Subscribe. Keep physical alive. We love collecting. Oh, One Piece has more reviews than Ahsoka. Ahsoka is like 22,000 reviews. One Piece has 36,000 on IMDb with a better rating. I'm shocked that it didn't have as many people trying to bomb it as I thought there would be. I cannot believe. I'll be honest. After everything in this, let's call it the the live action journey, I did not foresee that this show would would be fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. No. I thought... I, I... I was flabbergasted when I saw that. Like it's it's so it's, good. It's like the one know, that shouldn't have worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. This is the one that shouldn't be this good. This is the one where you look at all the anime they've done and be like, that one is probably the most far fetched and fantastical one there. There's no way in hell that works out. They just go, hey, 
But then, like, if you actually think about it, and I think this has been pointed out before, like, you don't have anything like One Piece because we don't have yeah. that fantastical piratey adventure, like, like you said, like Pirates of the Caribbean. This was very Pirates of the Caribbean-y. Which was a really big success, which was something so unique at the time that people completely fell in love with it. Because it was unique. It, like, we don't get pirate stuff. Except for, like, no, the really. serious, like, black sails. And, like, how many, like, even the, um, because I'm watching a lot of the old interviews now, um, where Mark was, like, you know, when I was giving all these, like, scripts where it's like this is this is dark this is dreary this is post-apocalyptic yeah. oh here's another one and like he fell in love with the story of one piece because it was so happy and just different even though it's so dark <laughs> yeah i was like yeah he's like yeah, this is dark and i was like yeah, and yet you chose one piece yeah. you fool <laughs> <laughs> did you forget did you not see the trauma that it induces to its viewers and children of all ages? <laughs> Especially young Strahd. Yeah, that, when, boy, when we get to the later seasons, that's going to be... Oh, oh man. I, the <laughs> funny thing is, when when we were watching the show, I think it wasn't, it wasn't until Sanji that my girlfriend got a little teary-eyed, but it was Nami where she broke. And all I could say is, this is just the beginning of these emotions that you feel with this series because the flashbacks just continue I, to get worse. I cried at We Are with the Mary just because I have oh, that yeah. knowledge. <laughs> that was, oh, I was so happy when I heard it. It was such a perfect time to have that song come. And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to break when we get to the live action in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just checking out a curiosity. Rotten Tomatoes, the score went up. It was 80%. Now it's 83% fresh. And an audience score with 10,000 ratings of 96%. It's, it's good. That is, that is incredible. That is, I did not think this is where we would be. How when it releases. dare you doubt Oda? I didn't doubt Oda. I just doubted <laughs> people. <laughs> I just, I just saw people just flocking. It could have been the best thing ever, and people would just shit on it for days because it's popular or because it's not. I mean, like they tried. Know. They tried. Let's be honest. Like, I've seen yeah, a few where they try. They're like, I'm going to hate this thing. They go in and they're like, fuck, I loved it. It was great. <laughs> oh, they had the same thing when the first teaser came out, and people were like, <laughs> I don't know, and it had like a higher dislike ratio, and then that trailer dropped, and people were like, oh, 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 wait. That, I do love that you do, you do, of course, have the the uh, the diehard fandoms who are trying to like promote their own like live action now. Like, yeah, you know, One Piece is okay, but this one, this one was gold. I'm like, where, where were yeah, you yeah, when yeah. it came out? <laughs> Every time I saw a few people see like, well, the Bleach live action was actually pretty good. So and it was, it was Bleach was pretty good, and it definitely no had a lot it. there to get to a season two. Yeah, but like no one watched it. Wait, wasn't it a movie? Yeah, it was a movie, or was it? Was it a show or a movie? It it definitely deserved yeah. a sequel. Yeah, it was a movie, two thousand eighteen. But the one thing about Bleach that makes it different is that it's a Japanese movie. Yeah. 
for a Western adaptation. Now that's a trickier part. I mean, I granted, I, just, I haven't seen them be as crazy as to be like, well, you know, Dragon Ball Evolution. Now that I went back and rewatched it, now if I see that, then you know, I'm gonna. I have seen that. Oh my god! And no those way. Are clickbait. Blue blue check marks wanting the, that money that Twitter is giving them now because curse you, Elon. Because <laughs> now all you have to do is rage bait, and you get Mula. I don't get any. Oh, because I'm not subscribed. Never mind. <laughs> oh no! I was like, I can make hot takes. <laughs> I'm good at that. I can be an idiot online, get paid for it. Oh, yeah, it sounds like a nice life. <laughs> I am. It's crazy that we have like, because the thing is with a lot, some of the complaints with One Piece live action, this raid are just more nitpicks than actual complaints. Some, you know, also some emotional baggage that we all have with the franchise, but it's it's just an overwhelming positivity, especially from people sharing stories of friends and family. Because well, and again, at the end of the day, that's the big point. What they, yeah, what they nailed is the heart and soul of One Piece is here. They might have taken away some like key moments for fans for sure, and like there are moments where like if we do get further on and they take those out, I am going to riot. But like the heart and soul of One Piece is intact in this show. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the hardest aspect to nail for the adaptations. It seems, especially something as hopeful as One Piece. Because it is very specific in the way it tells the stories and the way it does it. But we've always said that the story itself, the core aspects, are kind of universal. It's it's something that isn't one-sided. And, and one of the big reasons why this series is where it is nowadays. Because of that universal message it represents. Uh, that journey for freedom. And it did it. It just, it managed to do it. Now the big challenge is pretty much, will we get a second season? Will we be able to see more of it? I think Gosh, 100% I mean, yes. I think, I so think you can't shackle One Piece. I think that that, yeah. that is what I have learned now. Like, no matter what it is, except for apparently gaming, which, get on it, gaming, um, you can't <laughs> shackle One Piece. I agree. And I think, I think they know it. They know. I think they're very aware of it. I think they they went all in with the marketing for that very reason. And it's coming together. 100%. Now we just need and gaming to catch is... up. I need a Kakarot style One Piece game where I can just follow Luffy oh, all yeah. the way through. Just with I, I just with you on the Mary, just going from island to island, doing small stuff, and then oh, going to the next so story. Good. <laughs> I I can't believe they still haven't done it. I like maybe they're waiting for it to be over. I don't know. Because it just seems to get Why? more and more crazy as we go along. Because I mean, like if you look at the where the anime is right now, like Luffy's literally playing with lightning bolts. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> oh, Luffy. 
doing whatever Luffy can. He's about to blitz Kizaru so badly. I, I actually feel bad for Kizaru. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we jump into the new chapter while we're at it? I thought that's what I did. <laughs> that was a damn good segue. How dare you? <laughs> I just I couldn't resist the segue. <laughs> it's the I like this week is generally we had a great anime episode. We had the live action, and then that freaking chapter on top. It's it's a good week to be a One Piece fan. <laughs> it is always a good week to be a One Piece fan, except break weeks. Those are those are bad. Those. <laughs> That's mainly because of the fandom, though. They have some ridiculous takes. Oh, the live action is terrible because I can't, I'll never watch it because Oda is not releasing the actual canon, which is more important than the live action. It's like oh, the most selfish take I've ever oh. seen in my life. That's why he's on break for the live action. It was literally just one week extra. It was just, okay, we had in one month two chapters. Oh no. You just put his own health at risk so we can have entertainment for a week. Like, y'all need to chill. Let him. Let him. Let's just, my lord. And we get, and then we get bomb bomber chapters like this with freaking Pizarro getting getting into action, uh, and then Luffy being like a clapback years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so happy. I was nervous that we wouldn't get a, a callback to that whole storyline, but it was just like, mm, perfect. Luffy's like, ah, yeah, it's time. <laughs> I've been waiting. He's like, this now. one's been coming. <laughs> so interesting enough, a, a big focus on Sentamaro was this chapter. A lot of like his flashbacks and his backstory and the connection. So I'm I'm really curious if they're gonna do a bit more with Sentamaro moving forward, or generally it was just about kind of setting up the emotional arc for Kizaru, how he just kind of does what he's told. Yeah, I I, th I think it's more of a setup. Time. I think we're kind of done with Sentamaru. Yeah, I don't I don't know if this is One Piece. He's not dead, but we don't see him a lot anymore. <laughs> setup. Oh, we didn't even talk about that in the live action. They killed Mary. <laughs> Well. <laughs> like I was like, oh, okay, he's he's down the well. Okay, he's gonna be there with Zoro, and Zoro starts climbing. Like, oh, they, oh shit, did they kill Mary? <laughs> so one thing's for sure, Pell is not gonna survive. <laughs> yep, nope, Pell's dead. Pell, Pell, Pell is yeah, dead as a goose. I think this is Oda, or like maybe maybe the writers, and they were like, no, Oda, okay, someone needs to die this time. All right, we're not doing your crap. <laughs> Oda, we know what you mean. Oh, yeah, killed Mary. Sure throwing him down a well. <laughs> and did Zoro not get killed after he was bonked on the head? He's Zoro. That's okay. He's, he's Zoro. I, I do love that Kuro didn't even try to slash him. He just he just got bonked in the head. He's like, you know what? Just throw him down yeah, the well. He can't get out. They're built because different. Kuro's yeah, well, Kuro is just arrogant. That's just perfectly in character. <laughs> That's one of his thousands yeah, of plans. Because plan. <laughs> one doesn't work. But no, I, th I think I think we're done with the Sentamaru. Like I said, I think this is definitely um for all for all the people that are sitting there like, oh, now Luffy's gonna lose because Law, Law and Kid lost. It's like again, it's 
I don't know how many times Oda needs to get this through. Yonko. <laughs> he is an emperor. Who won last time? Emperors. Just because they share a bounty does not mean they are on the same level. <laughs> they, they technically just joyrided Luffy. Because <laughs> Luffy took down Kaido. They had a they had everything that was taking down freaking Big Mom, and they were a final challenge on top. <laughs> I, they're like, oh, Luffy's scared of Kizaru. Yon freaking Ko. <laughs> <laughs> and even, I don't know, it's, it's always, I think the, the thing is that in one way it's also really clever from Oda because everyone that left Wano getting crushed is going to be everyone just puts in their head oh luffy's gonna get crushed too it's it's like saba odi with kizaru it's like it's called an inversion <laughs> he, he just became a yonko he's not taking a loss not right now no. and not oh. to freaking kizaru again <laughs> like everyone's like oh they're afraid of the admirals i seem to remember a panel in wano where they're sitting there watching Green Bull, and they're like, oh good, we don't have to interfere. Not one of them looked like they were worried. No, not a single second. Like, every single one of them was like, oh, okay, we're good. I don't have to step in. Because I'm pretty sure Sanji, Jinbei, Zoro, and Luffy are all above Admiral at this point. Yeah, I would I would say the same thing. That's definitely the level they're at. at the I'm moment. pretty sure that was Oda pointing it out because they were laid back as hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone was pointing out when Luffy freaked out in the last chapter. He said, whoa, someone's powerful coming. Everyone's like, oh, that's why he's scared of Kizaru. It's like, he's just telling everyone, hey, there's someone powerful. There's someone coming. powerful. I like, need to step in now. <laughs> Unless it's, like, some random other dude, it's just Blackbeard from him, who also set the show up here. <laughs> like, it's just... Just the people that are like, oh, he's gonna get... Like, he's not keeping up with Kizaru. It's like, he's gonna blitz Kizaru. We've already... The dude's playing with lightning with Kaido! <laughs> I'm not scared. Have we not established that these characters are so far beyond in speed? It's so stupid? <laughs> Freaking Sanji is technically faster than Kizaru because he's faster than light now. <laughs> Every, like, pre post time skip, they were already faster than light. Dodges later without, without future sight, too slow. <laughs> <laughs> and Oda once again pointing out several times in this arc that those lasers are at light speed. <laughs> Did you notice the little callback? where Luffy says we're a hundred times stronger than back then, echoes what uh, the, the, the pretty much who everyone says is like uh, Rayleigh's girlfriend, the former I mean, I've, wasn't that like established as Rayleigh's girlfriend, though? I think, I don't know. I, I can't, I have, see, I have to reread. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know Oda before. just kind of stealth dropped the whole former ruler thing. <laughs> Which was pretty just, just there. It's not In even... Oda fashion, just on a title card, there it is. We're like, what the? <laughs> I hope the live action plays around. I love the uh, the wanted posters, how they play around with those and interact with them. 
So I just hope that they use it for some kind of funny twist or something. I hope we get that. Um, I hope that continues, and I hope we get Luffy's now that he has a wanted poster. I I hope like whenever it shows Luffy, it shows that in- intro. Yeah, that's. I would love if that's the, how the next season starts with his own. I I know. See, we said we're gonna talk manga, and then we go right back to the live yeah. action. <laughs> excited. It's all th- all things One Piece. It's just. Uh... I mean, the, the manga, I mean, I guess we didn't get much. It was mostly set up for what's yeah, to come. Yeah, it's set up for the next. But, like, it's, yeah, it's no. Luffy's about to curb left. stomp Kizaru. <laughs> <laughs> so you're an admiral, huh? And then I, I, I got I to tell it to all you, uh, all you lovely Zoro fans. I'm not talking to Zoro fans. I'm talking about the Zoro fans. <laughs> if he doesn't one shot Lushi, then your argument about him being as strong as Luffy is just forever over. Because Luffy yeah. was toying with Lushi. <laughs> he was playing around with him. Like, literally I, falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little sad that they already had him being a mole and everything because it just I wanted to see them stuck on the ship with them for some reason i i, I did want to see a little bit of the interactions where they're like just okay we're for a little bit we're we're together yeah it would have been fun to see sense. lucy deal with the antics of the crew um <laughs> i love sanji's quick thinking of like as soon as they were betrayed quickly grabs the bubble gum and is like okay bam to kaku's like you're staying out of it oh i guess they forgot you oh well well that was just in case you're hurt, but we still want to make sure. Which was smart. It, it's definitely just what you would think of Sanji. He like, was always looking that's, for Yeah, that's him, that's always but... his thing. I know everyone likes to be like, oh, he's not as strong as Zoro. It's like, that's not his thing. He's a different type. He's a thinker. He was always a strate- strategic mind. Like, and that was kind of the thing that made him stand out. He's a strategic mind with strength that can definitely hold him up there with Luffy and Zoro. Like, he's not going to get yeah. outmatched completely except luffy um but and everyone's outmatched from luffy <laughs> yeah like luffy's so far above like i'm pretty sure sanji and zoro could team up and luffy would just school them um probably <laughs> until he fights usopp again and then usopp randomly becomes the best fighter in that the rematch <laughs> that rematch is gonna be amazing if that ever happened I, uh, I would, that would I'd be a l- tough one that. um that that would be tough that Luffy might have to just God versus God, like <laughs> for the for the One Piece, they have they end up fighting. That's <laughs> how he becomes the brave warrior of the sea. He stands up to uh to God. It's, it's God versus God. True. God versus. <laughs> but no, like that's Sanji. I... That's always been Sanji's thing. He's always been the thinker. Like, yeah, way back then, he's always been the thinker. In his lobby, he was the thinker. He's the one that thought to open the gates because they're going to need to have that done to get out of there. That was Sanji. Uh, what's the dinosaur like Sanji doesn't get enough credit as a character because he's overshadowed by some of his perviness most of the time. Okay, I know we said we're done with the live action, but I love Sanji in the live action. Oh. I love the not... True, a we perv, about that. not a simp i love the just he turned on the charisma that moment when he's like berating the crew basically he's like oh yeah would you like this to shovel down your food and then he's 
<laughs> sees Nami and just like a complete 180 and turns on the suave. And I was like, oh, I love it. Can I have this Sanji in my anime and manga, please? Yeah. <laughs> I love his reaction to Nojiko and uh, Nami being sister. It's like, of course, you're both beautiful. It's like, it's kind of a really <sighs> nice sentiment wrapped in flirting, and it's just, it works so well. I feel so bad for the people that are going to get into the anime and manga because of this, and then they're going to be kind of yeah. disappointed with Sanji. I, I, so Taz Skyler is my girlfriend's, like, she's, she really liked him. Um, and I told her, it's like, Sanji's a great character. He has some of the best moments uh, in the original. But the, he also has some of the worst moments because of just culturally different understandings of jokes. It's just uh, he was so so better done. I'm I'm like Oda, please it's, just that's the I'm Sanji we it, want. Yeah, if Thriller Barks big thing didn't happen, I I don't think we would have the issues with Sanji that we do. I mean, we had a whole arc where his nosebleed was a crucial thing. <laughs> To be fair, at the time I thought it was clever, but it was really, really dumb. <laughs> but like, oh, this Sanji was just so well done, and like again, just the 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 seamless switch between him and Zoro, just a back and forth where yeah, it felt like they admired each other, but like there was definitely some playful banter there, and it was it was just so good. I loved it. I loved yeah. the moment when. Uh, Zoro's like, oh, well, now you did it. And then Sanji goes off on the fishman. <laughs> and then he names his attacks. He goes, yeah, you're going to fit right in. I that moment. <laughs> I thought we were going to have the, he screams out onigiri. But I kind of like the idea of just <laughs> Sanji being a bit more of a childish person as well with his dreams. I love the conversation about the all blue. That was really well done. I love that Jin was still around. Yeah, you've got more happened. time than Krieg. <laughs> so, how did you feel? I know that they you took my to punch the... away. Yeah, I know you wanted that. They took my punch away. I didn't have my suction cups. Like it's just they let me down on the Baratier. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be honest. It's the you see that they made a lot of changes. I mean, the whole it's it's a very it's the same story just in a very different way. I'm just saying, when Krieg was fighting Mihawk, like, his last hurrah attack could have been the poison dart. <laughs> the suction cup. The suction, the killer suction cup. <laughs> like, sticks to Mihawk's sword, and he just, like, just shoot his suction cup at me. He's <laughs> like, what are you doing? I freaking love Mihawk, though. The bravado he has is so perfect. He did not need to croak at Zoro. That, that was just uncalled for. They did the moment perfectly, though, with, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna hunt a rabbit with a cannon. <laughs> and then I'm just like, you're just a big frog in a small pond. Croak, croak, as he's just poking at him, and I'm like, oh my god. The actor respected him. He did it so well. Uh, everyone did. Everyone did such an amazing yeah. job. It was just... Uh, well acted, well done story, very different. And I, I think Taz, like Taz had the biggest challenge because he's the last one to join. And I saw some complain that he didn't have a, enough, he didn't have his own storyline, but it was definitely there. It was there, and the way that they got him to interact with the crew more than we got in the original was so well done. Like him being yeah. aboard the ship early. 
like oh well here i'm here let me i'm gonna cook you something like him just falling in with the crew's antics before he actually joins was just it was so good to see and it just shows that he fit in that it's just and i feel like what they did well because i did miss like the the you know the him crying and saying thank you it was such a big moment in the original but at the same time it's not it didn't have to be exactly the same thing and i think it worked i think they still nailed the goodbye better i think the goodbye still still worked um i miss the i refuse your refusal but that's fine again that's just like one of those silly moments but like it's just one that becomes so ingrained with us yeah it's 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 like we said earlier if we didn't know we we wouldn't be talking like this about it it's because we we know a lot of these story elements a lot of these things that happened in the original that were pretty much like oh well this miss this was missing this was missing if we had no clue we would not be having this conversation. which is why i say that i feel bad for those that are getting into it expecting this sanji (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's I do. I, I have to say, I love that they treat him like the rookie when he has to carry Buggy's head around. As like new guy, have to he- carry the head. <laughs> it's just like all right. <laughs> and then they had that touching moment with him and Usopp, and he's like, "New guy shuts up the talking head." <laughs> yeah, with the orange, that was so great. It's just like, a, like being. We got such great moments between the crew that we didn't have in the original. The talk with uh, yeah. Zoro and Nami, where they're like having the drinking game together like just things like that i love that we got that yeah and i feel like for a show that is you know it is kept with its limited time they did so much with it and that really needs to be praised more and more about what they were able to make an eight episode show still feel familiar familial that these people get to interact with each other get time with each other and it's not just a rush job through it it's a it's believable but by that the point we get to that they are ride and ride or die yeah absolutely and i i saw that like i said mentioned i don't agree really with Grandline reviews point because like his point is he said it felt like the original watered down and i i do not agree at all with that because it's it's kind of a disservice to what they're able to pack into the story in the time they have and how they manage to make it work oh, with God. less the way that like luffy and nami just fall into stride together when they're raiding the the base for the map is just it's so <laughs> well done everything is just so well done like zoro like being freed and then like about to take off and he's like Ugh. And then it goes, <laughs> and then they're both like, "Nope, not a crew, <laughs> not a crew." Sorry, not yet. You gotta earn that. I, I remember everyone complaining. It's like, well, Zoro instantly becomes infatuated with, or or becomes the first mate. And I love that it, it's something that Luffy has to earn with him in this. This isn't something he just randomly is for no reason. And it's like it's like those moments where he's like, you know, like you you believe in him. He's like. Or, uh, no, it's like, uh, you know, uh, do you really believe in him? And he's like, I don't have to. He believes in himself. Like, he knows that much of Luffy. And then it's through Luffy's actions that we see, again, those little thoughtful looks that Luffy, uh, Zoro gives throughout where, like, yeah. he listens to Luffy and then he, like, looks around thoughtfully afterwards. Like, 
this guy is different. Because yeah. again, like and we we get a lot of the pirate hunter Zoro, where like he's not for pirates. Oh my God, Mister Seven goes out brutally. My lord. <laughs> It's Dude, it's weird that we bad. see that, and then like, Belmere is like off screen shot. Yeah, it's like okay. <laughs> so to be fair, it's probably just they can't really they can't really film someone getting shot in the head with kids behind them. I suppose fair. not. To be fair, I guess that is a little gruesome. But like, just <laughs> we got it felt like we got a lot more moments between the crew. Yeah. Than we did in the anime and manga. And so that that is probably what interests me the most for a second season is I want more of those moments. Because I don't feel like we get enough of those like little homey moments. Yeah. It, it, that's why I think also the, the episode five, uh, six is so powerful because it's literally about them... It's, it's, it's a story for Luffy just coming to terms with the fact that he... That, he let Zoro go through with it, and Nami conflicted about him allowing to do that. And, and this conflict is just, it's not there because a lot of times they just kind of become, they interact fast, and it's great for comedic moments. But here, it's it feels earned that it's, these people... It's not that family. usual, okay, this is the family, so now we have to do that usual where there's forced conflict. Yeah, like it, it this felt very natural. This felt very earned, and I absolutely love the fact that Luffy even is like, "Yeah, I should have talked to him," and or you know, I should talk him out of it. And he's like, "Zoro, you know, you really shouldn't do this." And then the minute that he says, "Remember what we talked about? This was my dream," and Luffy like a yeah. switch is lit where he gives that smile and he's like, "I can't, Nami. It's his dream." I, I love that because that's the core story of this first season and it did it so well. And I feel like that's a story that's not a lot of shows or storylines even give a follow your dreams, find your purpose in life or follow what you believe in. Because I think the only story that did that was soul and that entire storyline was more depressing in a way. And this one's like, you know what? Follow your dreams. And it, it also called back to Luffy saying what he learned from Shanks. If the path you're going on is too easy, you're not on the right path. And Zoro took that to heart. He took on Mihawk as a challenge. And it feels like everything, every line, everything here was just so well connected. Just just talking about it, I want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> like, oh, So well done! Um, well, it was a blast. Um... I'm looking forward to talking about it more. I hope by the time we talk again, there's some more news or some more hints of what's to come with this live action show. It's it's definitely been a blast with it. Thank you again for your time, Suki. Always. Always. Oh, talking One Piece, of course. Like I said, like I had friends text me like, hey, have you seen that live action One Piece? I'm like, do you know who I am? Like, it's One Piece. <laughs> like, of course. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's always great. I think One Piece. We may have next week or next time, or depending on when we record, we'll have someone joining us. Um, so we're still organizing that. So it'll be exciting. Someone who has less experience with One Piece to give their thoughts on everything. So 
cannot wait for that as well. And for everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date on One Piece or anything pop culture related, be sure to check out MurphyRaceMultiverse.com. And, well, we'll see you next time. If you want to find us and chat with us, you can find Suki on. At SukiOK on the Twitter. That, that's oh. it. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter on at that Abel, T-H-A-T-A-B-E-R-L. Until next time. Later.